Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Hi, I'm Marco Milanic, President of the Langley Concrete Group of Companies. Hello, I'm Greg Henderson. I'm the Safety and Training Coordinator at Langley Concrete Group. We have automatic overhead doors here. They're very large. They're about uh, 18 feet wide by 24 feet tall. And the thing is, they weigh a lot. And even though you have automation and the, the brakes on them, we've had at least three door failures. So what we came up with is a person door rule. So a person door is a person door. You walk through a person door. Those big overhead doors, those are equipment doors. You can drive through a equipment door with the proper rocks on your forklift, but you can't walk through that door. And the only way you can walk through that door is if the door is being physically restrained to prevent it from falling down. That's the investment you put in there to keep people safe. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. I tell them right at the start at that orientation that they have an opinion, they have a voice. When they come into our workplace and if what they think that what we're doing is wrong, let us know because we've been doing it forever. Maybe they have a better idea. They got eyes, they got brains, they got opinions too. We empower them to speak up about safety. We're stronger as a team. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. As always, I'm your host Marvin Polis. For this episode, I'm in Chilliwack, British Columbia and I'm at the Langley Concrete Group of Companies. And uh, with me on the shop floor right now, I'll let you introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Marco Milanic. I'm the president of the Langley Concrete Group of Companies. Hi, I'm Greg Henderson. I'm the safety and training coordinator at Langley Concrete. Gentlemen, tell me what goes on here. First of all, Mark. Uh, we re manufacture precast concrete products, small all the way to big. So we go from as small as eight inch diameter all the way up 120 inch diameter, manholes, catch basins, and also precast vaults and chambers in very large sizes. You have a pretty big scope of operations. Tell me, Greg, how big is this place? It's uh, uh, 50 acres and we're a 160,000 square foot facility. So all forms of precast concrete going on here? Yes, we got wet cast, dry cast. Now we want to talk about safety culture and I understand that you have uh, some pretty good stats that you're proud of. Greg, tell me about this. We are doing very well. We're, today we're 1,520 days without a lost time accident on a calendar. That's June 2012. Put that into perspective for me, Greg. How does this line up against other manufacturing facilities in Canada? I think we're doing good. I mean, whether it's we're comparing us to precast concrete or manufacturing industry anywhere, I think we're up with the best. And, uh, you know, as we were talking before we started to roll, we were talking about culture and you guys were really attributing this to your culture. So, Mark, tell me about this. How have you established a safety culture here? We, uh, unfortunately, many years ago actually uh, had a, an accidental death in our plant and it really changed the way we thought and looked at what we do as a business. And when we had the opportunity to build this new operation in 2007, we were combining two separate plants into one location and we took that time to say, you know what, what do we need to change? And one of the biggest things that came out of it was safety and quality, but safety was the most biggest item that we needed to deal with. We don't ever open a business or start a business thinking you're gonna kill somebody. And when you do, it changes your perspective and your ideas. So we try to develop a culture that safety is just as important as anything else we do in our business. Now a lot of organizations do try to create a really strong safety culture and it seems to be really evasive. How have you been able to pull it off? I think right from the start it's got to be positive and negative reinforcement. You got to 
tell somebody when they're doing well and you got to tell them when they're it can be improved and i think that's the basis for it we want to involve them and we want to embrace them you want them to have feel a part of the safety community like our culture when we started it was it was hard to get people going but today we have like first aid attendants for instance we have seven level two first aid attendants here and there's people lined up they want to get the first aid training because they want to be part of what's going on here well, as I walk around, I see people are really looking after each other. And, you know, Greg, you can't be everywhere all the time. So how have you been able to establish this culture of people looking after each other, Mark? It's all about mentoring. When we first moved to this new plant operation, I appointed Greg as being our safety and training coordinator. The idea behind that, the mission I gave him was, I want you to be with these people and letting them know when they're doing something wrong before I see it. I don't want to have to discipline people for doing safety infractions. The idea was to go out there and say, you know what, we don't do it that way, there's a safer way of doing what you're doing, and make sure that we get it right at that ground level. And that started working its way up. Greg is a long-term employee of Langley Concrete Group, and he's one of the guys that we've had by our side for over 25 years. So for Greg to be out there and teaching these young guys and being able to put his experience on the table and say, look guys, I've done this job, I know what you're going through. That was, I think for the employees, rather than seeing as, oh, the boss wants us to be safe, it was more, hey, the boss wants to invest in us being safe. So he's given us a guy that's gonna help us create and be safe, create policies and do safe work procedures. And that all ties in together of supporting that. And you know, and we reward safety. We have. We have safety awards, and I know some people don't believe in that, but those people that get that safety award, they're proud of that. They say, you know what, I worked a full year without getting injured. I appreciate the bosses giving me a jacket or, or whatever we're giving them. So it works, and that culture is important to us. And being a family-owned enterprise, these are our people, these are our family. And for one of those people to get hurt, hurts us. And we don't want that to happen. We want everybody to go home at night to their family or to their lives. And you know what, this is business. Yes, we work hard day to day, but we want those people to go home safe. Absolutely. And, you know, when we were talking earlier, we were talking about new recruits and how when you bring in a new recruit, the entire crew just takes care of that person, teaches that person and looks after that person. Tell me about this, Craig. Right off the start, we put them in a green hard hat so they do stick out like a sore thumb because everybody knows, even if they don't know the person's name, they know that person's a new employee and they may need help so, or have questions that they want to ask. Right from the start, when we do orientations, it's a full day orientation before they even hit the floor. I tell them right at the start, at that orientation that they have an opinion, they have a voice. When they come into our workplace and if what they think that what we're doing is wrong, let us know because we've been doing it forever. Maybe they have a better idea. They got eyes, they got brains, they got opinions too. We empower them to speak up about safety. And then the more senior crew members are, are really, they really have their backs, right? Oh, absolutely. The whole employee body does. It's the 110 of us, and we're 110 strong. We're stronger as a team. That's fantastic, Greg. Now, another thing we were talking about was your thoughts, Mark, on cleanliness and how that really contributes to safety. Tell me more about this. When we first started this new plant operation, we had based it on a lot of European companies we had gone and visited, and we saw that the really clean plants seemed also to be very safe plants. And we realize that housekeeping is just as important as anything else, and it's the basis. If you're working in a clean environment where there isn't a piece of steel on the floor, there isn't a rock or something for you to fall or trip over, it all comes down to sweeping the floor and making sure the equipment is clean and that we're in a place where people know that it's clean, it's safe. And that is a huge thing when people come through our plant. The number one thing we get people saying is, your plant's really clean, and really notice that people are acting safe and working safe. 
So we're pretty proud of that. And, and you know, and if it takes a few extra hours of overtime to have clean machines and have a clean floor, you know, we invested in a, in a street sweeper to come into the plant, a small street sweeper, so we could clean the floors more effectively and quicker because everybody understands being clean is being safe. And another thing that we're talking about earlier is learning from near misses. And one of the examples that we talked about was the overhead doors. We're standing beside one now. It's closed, but you know, we were walking up to the building and you said, Marvin, we don't walk in through the overhead doors. Why is that? We have automatic overhead doors here. They're very large. They're about uh, 18 feet wide by 24 feet tall. And the thing is, they weigh a lot. And even though you have automation and the, the brakes on them, we've had at least three door failures. I had noticed this at a plant in the States, they had the same policy. And I asked the same question, said, why is it that you don't allow people to walk through those doors? And they said, well, the doors can fail. Well, we had those failures happen after a couple years being in the plant. So we understood it. If one of those doors comes down, the force they come down with will kill a person. So what we came up with is a person door rule. So a person door is a person door. You walk through a person door. Those big overhead doors, those are equipment doors. You can drive through a equipment door with the proper ROPs on your forklift, but you can't walk through that door. And the only way you can walk through that door is if the door is being physically restrained to prevent it from falling down. So that is something that people don't think about little things like that sometimes, but when you go through a door failure and see the force when it hits that ground that hard and twists itself, that much, that dramatically, you know the force that's there. So it's a scary thing. It's like having something drop off an overhead crane or something like that. It's impactful. So we just learned a lesson and we said, we actually had to cut three more doors in our plant walls to make sure we had a person door by every equipment door. But that's the investment you put in there is to keep people safe. Because if you don't give them the opportunity to act on that demand you're putting on them, then they're gonna go through that door. So you gotta make sure that they're given the tools too to make be safe. So add the extra doors. So Greg, it's back to that cultural thing again, right? It's not a culture of, ah, probably won't happen, um, so we're just gonna live with it, right? You take a look at the situation and go, wow, that's, that, that could happen, it's a near miss. We can't allow it to happen. Absolutely, you have to, it's, I don't know if either you could predict all accidents, but you gotta try. So, I mean, that was one of the things. I mean, it's the thing with safety. You can't tell how successful you are. You can't, you can't look behind you and see all the near misses and all the accidents that are prevented. So it's, you gotta try to anticipate all, all the accidents. Well, gentlemen, we have to wrap up, but 1,520 days as yes. of today, you know, bottom line, what do you attribute it to? Well, you know what, that's, that's a huge achievement for us. And, and we're very proud of our employees. I'm going to a industry convention this upcoming week, and I happen to know, and nobody else knows, so Greg's gonna find out here right now, but we are gonna receive award for number one plant for the hours that we work in Canada, so the safest plant in Canada in that, that hour category. So I'm pretty proud of all my employees. We celebrate safety now. We have awards from we meet the milestones that we have and people have received everything from jackets to backpacks, but it's just a trivial thing because the real thing is being safe, going home safe, going home to your family because I don't want anybody else killed in my plan. Greg, how are you feeling about that award? That award, really, it doesn't surprise me. We were gonna get there, whether it was this year or next year, we're coming. Awesome, well, thank you, uh, gentlemen, for spending some time with me today and showing me around your plant. This is awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marv, anytime. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Before we sign off, I'd like to mention some other news. My team is piloting a new service to help municipalities, corporations, and associations crowdsource solutions to their business and industrial problems. So if you have a problem looking for a solution, you may want to shout it out at shoutmyproblem.com. 
As for the podcast, be sure to join us next time. And a reminder that you can subscribe to us for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone, and stay safe.